You always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters, bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Welcome to The Press Zone. We're so glad you're here with us this week. Great to have you here. Welcome. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report. And I'm joined every week by my wonderful co-host, the one and only Rick Stevens. Welcome. Thank you. Thank I'm excited you. to be here. That's good. I'm really excited that it's November 4th. Do I start singing Happy Birthday now? Well, what would that be all about? Well... Spoiler alert for all of our listeners, Mr. Rick Stevens. Uh, tomorrow. A little birdie told me that tomorrow. Is Guy Fox night. Is your birthday. Guy Fox night, fireworks night, bonfire night. All for your birthday. <laughs> the entire United Kingdom. Is celebrating the day. Guy Fox. The day. anniversary yeah. of your birth. Mm -hmm. The whole gunpowder plot. to you. Happy birthday. Do you? Okay, that's all you get. Thanks. You're welcome. So happy early birthday. Thank you. It's tremendous. Uh, do something fun. Usually there's a game on my birthday, and usually, uh, like nine times out of ten, the Canadians win on my birthday. Um, I can, you know what? I can guarantee you they won't lose on your birthday oh, this year. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They won't lose. That's true. <laughs> they will not. Hmm. So, we're here. We are safe and sound. Safe and sound. Uh, it's a it's a fun day here south of the U.S. Canada border. Just just a, a friendly tip. Just stay off Twitter. Mm. Like Twitter, I, I've said, I've said a hundred times, Twitter is a dumpster fire. It's a it's not real sewer. Life. It's and it's and yeah, that's the point I make. It's not real life. It's just a collection of dumb mm. people. So uh, that really, for the most part, don't know what they're talking about except us. Um, <laughs> and so, so yeah, stay off Twitter. Oh yeah, Twitter's full of opinions. Today. And instead, listen to the Press Zone. That's right. Podcast. That's right. But you know, uh, it's a. It's an interesting day here in the States, uh, but I am um, proud each and every day to be an American um, and everything that our country stands for and our Constitution. And so onward and upward. And I will be equally <laughs> proud of standing for um, Canada and the Maple Leaf and other Canadians, especially those Canadians 
who refrain from commenting on things that they don't know anything <laughs> about, like the U.S. election. I I won't wait into. I've had opinions about that on Twitter in way long ago in years, you know, my early days on Twitter. Um, so I won't wait into my my opinions on that. But, um, yeah. But anyway, we do know everything there is to know about hockey. We do, and so that's what we're going to talk about today. It's a it's a welcome uh, it's a welcome diversion to talk about hockey today, and we've got plenty to talk about uh, in our um, first segment. We are going to review a few quotes. Um, the Canadians have been regularly doing some media availabilities with uh, some of the the coaches and and uh, f- hockey ops staff. Uh, within the organization, and so there's some quotes that we want to 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 play for you from recent uh, interviews with both Rob Ramage and Joel Bouchard, uh, and so we're going to play some clips from both of them and and talk a little bit about what it is, uh, some of the things that they had to say, um, and also on on the Flyers organization side, uh, one of the uh, players who uh, had entered free agency. In the Flyers organization has has since signed a contract elsewhere, so we'll give you an update on that as well. Uh, in our second segment, uh, going to give you an update on a new tentative start date for the new next AHL season, uh, as well as just briefly talk about some of the November. Um, charity initiatives that are going on right now, both uh, both in the world of hockey in general and for Rocket Sports Media and our team and our listeners as well. And then finally, in the third segment, we go beyond the AHL, uh, just give you a, a brief update. Um, hockey Canada has released their World Junior Championship um, selection camp roster. Those are the athletes that will be evaluated to whittle down who was going to make the final roster for Team Canada. So we'll give you an update on which Canadians and Flyers uh, prospects are invited to that camp. We've done that in recent weeks for you for the U.S. Uh, roster. Um, going to give you an update on on the OHL still trying to get their new season started and some regulations that have been put forth and are now being contested. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And of course, uh, and I think it's, <laughs> I certainly need this today, a feel good finale. Uh, can't, uh, can't leave without something uplifting. So we'll have a good feel good finale for you today. Nice. Rick, before we start though, we should mention, um, you know, we've had the last few weeks, we've had some really great interviews. Uh, three weeks ago, we had Bobby Farnham on the show. Uh, two weeks ago, Charlie Lindgren joined us on the show. Uh, we really encourage you to go back and listen to those episodes, listen to those interviews. If you did happen to miss them, they were exclusive interviews uh, where those those guys uh, joined us here on the show for, for an interview. Great conversations. But last week, we had... Um, a great interview. If again, if you missed it, be sure you go back and listen to it with uh, Sportsnet Central's um, Ken Reed and broadcaster Ken Reed. And great conversation with him. He was on to talk about his latest book called One to Remember. It's uh, stories about guys who only ever scored one NHL goal. Um, go back and read that. But Rick, we have out now for folks an opportunity, thanks to uh, Ken Reed and and the folks at his publishing company, an opportunity for our listeners to win a copy of that book. Uh, we are giving a few copies of that book away. Um, 
And so if you um, head over to at the AHL report on Twitter, you'll see um, you'll see information in our Twitter timeline about how to enter our contest. Uh, there'll be a link for you to click and it'll give you the the short little contest entry details and make, yeah, make sure you put your name in there. Um, but it's always so difficult to enter contests. There's, it takes so long no. and there's so much information required no. and I have to fill out surveys and no, all you have to do. Yeah. We ask that you be sure you listen to the interview with Ken, Ken Reed and there's a link right on, on the contest entry to do so. But all you then have to do is enter your name and your email address. That's it. That's it. And make sure you're 18 years of age or older. Name, email address, hit submit. I will be tomorrow. Winners, will you? <laughs> wow. Old enough to drink. Mm. Uh, yes, Americans, I should, I should qualify that with, in case you forgot, the drinking age in Canada is 18, not 21. Um, Quebec. It's different by province. Oh, that's true. In Quebec. Sorry. Um but yes, name, email address, hit submit, and winners will be selected at random, uh, and they will be notified by email no later than uh, next Friday. Uh, the th oh, it's Friday the 13th next week? I think so. Um, so you've got a few days. Make sure you go in and enter. Tell your friends. It's a great opportunity to win uh, Ken Reed's new book, One to Remember, um, your very own copy. It's a great read. It's an easy read, but there's some really fun stories in it. Again, be sure you go back and listen to that episode. Uh, you get a kind of a sneak peek from Ken on, on some of the people that he, that he interviewed, uh, for that. We talked about Steve Coates. Uh, we talked about, uh, Christian Thomas, um, and, a, and a couple of others in there. So with a forward from, from uh, Colby Armstrong. So, That's right. Listen, we like telling hockey stories. We like reading hockey stories. There's 39 great hockey stories in here. And either you're going to love reading them and uh, keep this for yourself, or you're going to say, we're getting near the holiday season here. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll save this, you'll wrap it up, and you'll give it to one of your friends or loved ones for Christmas. And, and they'll be thrilled with it and think you're brilliant for going out and buying them a lovely gift. That's right. So, as I said, head over to Twitter at the AHL Report. You'll find uh, the link in our Twitter timeline for those contest details and uh, enter to win your very own copy. But now, let's get started on today's uh, hockey topics. I mentioned that the Canadians um, have uh, done some media availability with their hockey ops personnel, uh, in recent weeks. And, and mo most recently they've, they've made Rob Ramage and Joel Bouchard available. So first we're going to concentrate on Rob Ramage first. Um, and, and Rick, Rob Ramage had a lot of really good things to say. I always enjoy listening to him speak with the media. He's, he's very smart. He's very good at his job. Um, and he had, he brings a very grounded perspective to his role. Um, and in fact, he talked about his role a little bit. I know you played some of some of his interview on last Saturday's episode of the Canadians Connection with Joe Whalen. Um, but one of the things he talks about in his role is is coaching prospects on compete on how to compete. Um, and I think we have some audio about that. You know, they have the skills coach, the skating coach, you know, the strength guy. What about a compete coach? 
And that is actually where Frankie and I do come into play uh, because, as you mentioned, they need to compete. They learn, need to learn to compete on a consistent and regular basis. It's something uh, in our talks that we address with them. You know, they all played golf this summer, which is really interesting, and, and their handicaps have gotten pretty good. But I always say to them, well, do you play for anything? And I'm not talking big dollars or anything else. But when you're playing with your buddies, play for something. I don't care if it's a milkshake. Yes, you can have a milkshake occasionally, but play for something. Put some pressure on yourself when you're trying to make a putt or you got to hit the fairway. Carry that into all the things that you're doing in life, whether it's playing tennis, you know, whatever. Um, and just try and ingrain that that compete. So you do what you can, but that, that's a, a fair question and, and a very important element. These guys, they check all the boxes with their hard work and everything, but let's make sure you take it to the compete level also. Now, he's talking there, uh, he, he mentions Frankie, he's talking about Frankie Bullion, uh, working with him on this. But Rick, I think this is a really interesting aspect of developing a young player that a lot of people don't talk about. People talk about compete level and, all oh, that guy competes really well. But is that always a natural ability? No, it's not. And, and it's something that can be taught. It's something that can be fostered, encouraged. And um, so, Rob Ramage, we've 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 sat with and watched games with Rob Ramage in the press box uh, a number of times, and and he's a very down to earth, plain spoken, very positive guy. But um, you know, he's he's going to give you the 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 practical advice, things that you can use. Um, you know, what what is a director of player development? Well, he. He keeps in touch with every one of the prospects who are scattered all over the world, all over the hockey world, um, and and he reminds them that they're part of the Canadians organization and um, helps them in whatever it is that they need helping with in practical terms. And and sometimes he'll visit them in person, uh, as he said on the uh, the the press conference. Uh, he, he's on the phone with them every day. He's on the phone with, with, uh, the players, with their coaches. Um, and so he gets to know these guys inside and out and, and, um, helps them with their needs. And, and also, um, he, he referenced, you know, he's, he's a, uh, player development coach. He's, uh, he's a guy that helps you become a pro, um, and we had a quote from him uh, on, uh, you mentioned the Canadians Connection on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We had a quote from him there. And th- this is kind of a continuation of, of that discussion that we had there uh, that I had with Joseph Whalen. And, um, and, and, and this is, this is a, a, the, all of these different skills that uh, these guys have. Either Rob Ramage, Frankie Bullion, can be uh, offering them practical advice, or they have access to the nutrition guys, or the strength and conditioning guys, or um, you know whatever it is, in order to help these guys uh, w- with their development. And it goes both on and off the ice. And uh, but that's that's the role. That's a practical way of explaining what what Rob Ramage does day to day. And you mentioned, you know, helping them become a pro player. Um, do we have audio? He had a he had a quick little comment about tra- uh, prospects training like pros. These young guys, they train like pros. 
they're a very serious, diligent group. I, I really commend them. Their their whole attitude throughout this this thing has has been just remarkable. Very disciplined, very focused group. No, that's not true because we we know that one random reporter who doesn't happen to like um, Americans or certain religions <laughs> said that Ryan Paling was a bum and ate chips on the couch in the in the pause and and d- didn't train at all. Might be a slight exaggeration, but the intent is still there. Yes, um, that was a widespread uh, rumor. Fake news. That was terrible. Nasty little rumor spreading around during the return to play that the reason that Ryan Paling wasn't getting on the ice for any games for the Canadians was because uh, he had put on too much weight and and didn't show up uh, conditioned and ready to go in camp. Uh, and um, it's actually been Rob. Was it Rob Ramage that actually specifically singled that rumor out and said that that was absolutely not true, or was it Bergevin? It was Bergevin. It was Bergevin yeah. straight out uh, a few weeks ago said that was absolutely not the case. So um, again, don't believe everything you hear on Twitter. <laughs> um, but Rob Ramage was talking in general that that um, these guys train as hard mm-hmm. as as the pros do and. And it's um, it's it's part of of the role of uh, the development uh, folks to uh, make sure that um, Rob Ramage said, I, you know, I asked them who they're uh, who they're skating. Are you skating? Yeah, who are you skating with? Um, to to uh, so to make sure that they're not just skating with their buddies, they're not just skating with their beer league, that they're training with other NHLers. Um, and, and for the most part, he, he, uh, confirmed that they are training, uh, like pros, both on and off the ice. Now, some of the prospects, yes, uh, they're all training very hard. They're training like pros. Some of them are, are playing or uh, particularly the European guys, uh, are in a situation where they're able to, uh, train in a much different way than perhaps some of the North American prospects can. And, and, and Rob Ramage spoke specifically about uh, Vedemo, Yelonen, and Norlander. First of all, with um, Lucas, uh, Vedemo, I mean, you know, I thought he made great strides last year. He was a different player from his first year over in North America. And so it's a continuation of that. Play with more confidence, more assertiveness. The, the kid's in, the young man's in great shape. Uh, he skates really well. He's got a good head for the game. It's just, you know what, take that confidence uh, onto the ice. Uh, with Yessi, he got over here briefly towards the end of the season, didn't get into a game, but got to see what was going on in, in Laval and experience the culture a little bit, which was fantastic. Same with him in the sense that just maturing, the confidence level, don't be shy. And uh, I think that this is why it's a great opportunity. He's playing you know, for his old team, so he's once again in a very um, friendly environment as far as you know, knowing all the personnel. Uh, Matthias, Norlander, I spoke to him yesterday. Oof. He's fun to watch. You know, I got to see him live last year. He, his defense partner was Toby Enstrom, which was perfect because Toby, great NHL career, was really, really good for, for Matthias, a young defenseman. Uh, but Matthias was player of the game. He had a goal to assist, I think it was, and it was just oh, so much fun to watch. And we've seen some highlights from this year. Speaking with him yesterday, he said he's playing 19 minutes a game right now. Uh, he's playing on the power play, and I said, well, how's it going? And he said, well, I'm doing okay, but I need to improve, need to get stronger. He's a humble guy. He's quiet, but there's a confidence within him, 
And when he's on the ice, you see that confidence come out. So I'm excited. I am really excited about this guy. I don't want to oversell it at all because it's his first year in the SHL. So there's going to be some growing pains, but very determined, hard worker. He's a rink rat. And um, I'm hoping we see him over here sooner than later. As I said, when we started talking about Rob Ramage, I love listening to him interview because he is intelligent. He is smart about analyzing prospects and scouting prospects and and pinpointing their strengths and their weaknesses. And he communicates it very effectively. Um, just really wonderful remarks for all three of those young players. And he um, he preaches patience. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't want to oversell. You know, really excited when he watches these guys, but but doesn't want to oversell them or hype them. Um, each, each one of those, uh, players he mentioned was, is, is playing now in Europe and, 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 uh, and playing well. Um, you know, uh, Jesse Alonen, uh, faced, um, Jesperi Kakinyemi, uh, their teams faced each other last week. Uh, Yelonen got a goal. We remember, um, Ramage, uh, referenced, referenced it there that, uh, had the AHL, uh, season continued, we might have seen Yelonen in mm-hmm. the the, the uh, Laval Rocket lineup uh, mm-hmm. because he was over and and working things out, and um, so uh, I I I liked him in in camp, and and uh, we expect whenever the the season starts to to see yes Yelonen, Lucas Vedemo, I I want to see him um, on the fourth line with the Montreal Canadiens. I yes, think sir. I think that would be absolutely wonderful. Um, and he deserves to be there. He deserves sure. that shot. Uh, I hope he has a good camp whenever that comes back. And Norlander is just turning heads in, in Europe. So uh, great comments. Uh, just um, a pro tip for uh, our media colleagues. Um, when they're on these Zoom calls, once you ask your question, put your mute on uh, so we don't get all of this keyboard racket um, that, that that obscures the audio. Anyway, just just... Just trying We're to help all out growing our into this this new, yeah, completely social distanced uh, interviewing process. Uh, but you did mention, you know, and 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 Rob Ramage mentions it as well. Preaching patience, uh, development takes time. We know that's especially the case for goaltenders. We've talked about that uh, umpteen thousand times on this program over the years, and we have preached that umpteen thousand times with Caden Primo for for those fans that are really. You know, as he's as Ramage is excited by Norlander, but says, "Oh, but hold on, you know, it's going to take some time." Same thing. Fans are very pumped up for Caden Primo, but again, going to take some time. And uh, Rob Ramage kind of um, backs that up and and narrows in on the fact that Primo does need more development in the AHL. I think once again, you know, Caden is is still developing physically. You know, big body that uh, you know just needed to get stronger. And this is going to allow him to do that, you know, rack up more minutes, more games in the American League. And there's, there's nothing, there's no negative about that. So as far as, the, the, you know, the timetable, it's, uh, I don't have an answer for you for that. When we were asked, um, you know, during the season, I said this season and, and two more. And the, the comments from... Oh, yeah. Exactly. They they wanted Primo, you know, up and backing up during that that call up um, that uh, that he had uh, during the year. They wanted they wanted him to stay. I mean, uh, and, and it's just silly. He 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 looked completely out of his element. And um, and and 
you know, when we say these things, we're not criticizing the prospect at all. Actually, we're being a little more empathetic towards them because uh, we don't want their confidence destroyed. Uh, And we understand it takes time. It takes, uh, especially for goaltenders, much more time. Um, And uh, you see that, that Mark Bergevin came out and said, you know, why, why did you sign Jake Allen to the extension? Uh, was it because of the expansion draft? No, it was because Primo needs more time. Stefan Wade said, Primo needs more time. Now Rob Ramage says, Primo needs more time. So in, in case you didn't hear that, Primo needs more time. <laughs> so let's all remember that and not get to it. And that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. It is the natural progression for goaltenders. Um, So Rob Ramage... Uh, as I said, great interview. Um, so, so, so smart about his his job duties and the game uh, and, and just really uh, a credit to him. Um, great interviews with him. Um, sw- switching gears now to the head coach of the Laval Rocket, Joel Bouchard. Um, he had a lengthy interview with the media um, late last week, I think. Um and a lot of what he had to say is stuff that we've heard him say over and over again all throughout the summer. So we're not going to hit on uh, everything, um, and that he has a tendency to do that. He he kind of he gets he gets these kind of nuggets of of topics that he hones in on that he that kind of trend with him for month months. to month. Yeah, month <laughs> to month, and he just kind of just. I think he just forgets that we watch all of these. He just thinks that <laughs> it's different audiences that haven't heard this I before. But he did. He did have um, the the one thing that we want to pinpoint and and let you listen to that we want to talk about is he had comments on uh, three specific players: uh, Jesperi Kakinemi, Ryan Paling, and Raphael Harvey Pinard, and. Um, <laughs> All three of these audio clips are are quite different and distinct in their own way. So let let's start uh, with Kakinemi. Wow, like everybody else, I was very impressed. Uh, I, I really like this mindset. Spoke with him uh, a few days before uh, it started uh, in Montreal, and I think his mindset was right from the beginning. I think the old organization saw that when a player comes in, he gained experience last year. And um, he was ready. And that's what's fun to see. I loved his engagement physically. Uh, I thought his, his uh, dimension became really obvious as a 200-foot centerman in the playoff on, on a big stage. So uh, like everybody else, I was a fan watching the game. And I was very excited about uh, uh, KK, the way he really adjusted to the adversity uh, of playoff hockey. It was, uh, it was fun to watch. The interesting thing is, and we heard this from uh, Mark Bergevin um, after the playoffs were over, and was asked about the change in Jesperi Kotkaniemi. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he said, listen, it wasn't anything I said to him, wasn't anything that Claude Julien did, it was nothing that, that Joel Bouchard did. KK did it all on his own uh, in the pause. When he went back home, mm-hmm. when he trained on his own, when he got bigger and stronger and uh, worked on on uh, his skating and and uh, 
and his balance and and his ability to engage physically put some um, weight on all of that was was uh credit to Jesperi Kotkaniemi and and you can hear uh, Joel Bouchard sitting back and admiring uh, the way Kakanyemi played in the playoffs. For sure, but he's admiring not not he's admiring <laughs> as a fan, like we as yeah. as he said, like we all uh, admired him. Uh, not someone who had a, a whole lot of lot to do with uh, this this change uh, in in the fact that Kakanyemi started to live up to uh, his draft potential. That's correct. And and got out of his the slump that he was seeing in his sophomore season. Um, so uh, it was interesting comments from Joel Bouchard there. Uh, comments on Ryan Paling, however. Um, you know, Ryan Paling just seems to be, he's one of those lightning rods that just attracts, no matter who is speaking about him, attracts some really off-the-wall comments that, that kind of make, scratch your make you scratch your head once in a while and and again uh, Joel Bouchard has some twists and turns all over the place um, when, when responding to a question about Ryan Paling. Eric it's a good question but it's always touchy for me to really pinpoint specific thing about a player I, I like that relationship I have with player and the day I start exposing player on on obvious thing or a thing that I see that maybe people don't see so all of a sudden it becomes a trend and it becomes repeated, repeated, repeated. So, but I will answer your question a different way. When you come from NCA level or junior or um, uh, any level that it's obviously below pro hockey as a young man, the adjustment that you will need to do in your game is sometimes obvious and sometimes it's subtle. In the case uh, of Ryan, there were subtle thing in his game that he needs to adjust to. And without getting into too much specific, those subtlety in junior hockey or in, in NCA, they don't get exposed that much. But when you get with the best player in the world, then those subtlety all of a sudden become a little more magnified, meaning that I always call it like the Bambi a little bit, where the young Bambi that's running away a little bit might get catch up. So in the case of Ryan, it's no different for him than every other young player, I think, him coming with such a, a high game in the NHL this first uh, his first game. But uh, I think it was a really good learning experience. That adversity was really good for him because he, he was positive and he had a good attitude through it. So it's just those those little subtlety that maybe a, a Suzuki has those. Uh, but I don't want to get into specific because I really like my relationship with player and I don't want to expose those things so they get uh, taken out of context after. So um, once once the coach there invoked his attorney-client privilege, <laughs> I don't know what he was talking about, to be honest, um, other than apparently an A has been removed from the NCAA. But <laughs> um, he went off into talking about Bambi and about uh, subtleties. And I, 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 there was a lot of words there. Um, I, I don't know what his point was, to be, to be, to be honest. My... my the thing that really catches me oddly about this response is, okay, it, it, take take what he said at face value there off the top. Oh, well, you know, I don't like to nitpick or pinpoint certain things that a player needs to work on because A, I have, I, I like the relationship I have with that player and I don't want it to be taken by the media and then drilled down on and repeated over and over again. Okay. We can understand that to a point, but it's it's not that you're that that the coach is coming out being 
maliciously critical of something about Ryan Paling that is going to get blown up in the media. This is a reporter, I believe it was Eric Engels, asking about, you know, what are the things that Ryan Paling needs to to work on to to really make that transition to the NHL and 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 live up to his NHL potential. And for our Flyers, you know, I'm going to I'm going to use the the Flyers organization as a parallel here. You ask that to the head coach of the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and he's not going to say, well, I don't really, you know, that's between me and the player. No, he's going to say, um, Isaac Ratcliffe, you need to get, you need to, you needs to get better at defending the puck and, and winning board battles. Or I'll, I'll do one better. Ask Isaac Radcliffe, and yeah, Isaac Radcliffe as, as you've done. We we you've asked that question a hundred times to players. What do you need to work on? Mm-hmm. What do you and and Radcliffe told us directly what he needed to work on. Sure. The players will tell you. Uh, and, the coach the, usually tells you. Coach, I, it's I, not a. It's not. A, it's not you being horribly critical of the player. It's just saying, yeah, we've told this player that's what they need to work on. Um, so that's what I find. <laughs> I find it. Uh, it it's a, it was an odd answer. It was an odd answer. Um, so then that leaves us, Rick, with Raphael Harvey Pinard, naturally, right? <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> uh, with some comment, Joel Bouchard had some things to say about uh, the potential that he sees in Raphael Harvey Pinard. Well, I think he's, uh, he's very accountable as a hockey player. He's passionate about the game. That's his number one skill. And he plays quick in his head. He's got a really good hockey sense with uh, a lot of compete level. Uh, so all of a sudden you start merging this with, for a small player, he's got a really quick shot. He's got decent hand. He's got a vision. So yes, he's a smaller size player, but that being said, he can play with other player and have success. And we've seen it at the, at the, the rookie camp last year. He did extremely well. Obviously he's a journey guy. He knows it's going to take a while. His goal is to play in NHL. But the main thing with, with Rafael, to me, is this compete level that makes everybody better. It makes everybody accountable in practice, in games. Uh, obviously, he's a guy I know very well, but when a guy like that can can bring the pace into practice and pace into game and fight through adversity, I think it's contagious. And that's why you want to have in the program is guys that, that have talent, that have potential for the NHL, that can play a role for the Montreal Canadiens, but also through that process, make your program better. And obviously, uh, Raphael is a high-compete guy, a leader, uh, lead his team to the Memorial Cup as a captain. And uh, I know he's excited to be part of the Montreal Canadian organization, and we are also. So um, if just to catch everybody up, if, if they're not as familiar with Raphael harvey Pernard, he was uh, chosen in the seventh round, 2000, or 201st overall in 2019 draft. Um, so somehow we got around to focusing on, on, on him. And, and I guess it's obvious because, um, local heroes are being, um, sought out and, and, uh, and he'll, he's someone that will likely sell tickets for the Laval rocket. However, um, you know, uh, well, maybe I should ask you, what's your, what's your number one hockey skill is, is how's your skating? It's how's rubbish. Your, how's your shot? Uh, non-existent. So y- you might say that that your number one <laughs> hockey skill is uh, y- y- not much of a physical game, I guess, either. Well, maybe uh, excuse actually. Me? <laughs> um, uh, but um, 
your 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 number one skill as a hoc, as uh, in hockey is that you're passionate about the game. Sure. Well, that's exactly the number one <laughs> skill that Raphael Harvey Pinard has, and and that seemed like an odd thing to say. It but did. listen, um, he's he's a he's a small guy, five nine, um, and usually those kind of guys got wheels. Um, mm-hmm. He's a terrible skater. Um, he doesn't have hands. He's not a skilled player. He 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 has a high compete level. Uh, he's got a big heart. Um, Joel Bouchard likes those kinds of players. He does. He's a lunch bucket kind of guy. The ceiling, his ceiling is is uh, is at the American Hockey League. He's never going to make the NHL. And 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 I'm not saying this to 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 discourage. I'm just let's be honest about this. Uh, he loves the game. He's got a big heart. He competes well, um, and he's a pretty good. He's one of the better penalty killers in the queue. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe okay, it's nice maybe to have. And he's local, so to have that 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 flavor on on your team. But we saw at, at Joel Bouchard mentioned the rookie tournament. He played the first line with Ryan Paling and Nick Suzuki. And he couldn't. He was terrible. He, he couldn't keep up skating. Um, but every shift he played with those guys, and I thought, oh boy, if this is thing, it's a vision of things to come with uh, the Rocket. Mm-hmm. Um, I I know I know that that uh, Joel Bouchard loves these guys. He loves the the tweener, the ECHL. AHL kind of guys, the Alex Belzeals and the Laurent Defan and the the Lynch guys, and it it's it's I I don't know it it, it with all the talent that's going to be in Laval next year, mm-hmm. the focus on this guy is is a little bit overboard, I think. Well, to 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 wrap that little segment up with a nice neat little bow, I did just get a media media advisory while we're on the air uh, that. Um, for media members notifying them that uh, two Laval Rocket players are going to be available tomorrow afternoon, uh, Thursday afternoon, uh, to talk to the media uh, about the AHL's announcement to move back the anticipated start date, which we're going to talk about in the next segment. Uh, And the two players that Laval is putting out for the media to talk to are Alexander Alain and Raphael Harvey-Pinard. So... All right. I'll just leave that there for you. <laughs> uh, so we will likely have some audio from uh, the two of them um, for next week's show uh, when we hear what Alexander Land and Raphael Harvey Pinard have to say about the new AHL start date. Um, before we leave this segment, just want to make a quick note for Flyers fans, um, particularly Lehigh Valley Phantoms fans. Curtis Gabriel ended up being a, a pretty decent fan favorite in Allentown this year. Um, he has kind of like a, a big personality. Uh, you know, he's you see him on social media a lot. He's very vocal, um, very involved in the community, that kind of thing. He was great with us. He was great with us. He's 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 very polite. He's very um, easygoing, um, humble guy, but and and has some skill. Uh, really, uh, we enjoyed watching him play. Um, he will not 
unfortunately for Allentown fans, he will not be back. Um, he was a free agent and has signed a one-year contract, a one-year two-way contract with the San Jose Sharks. So um, it looks like he's heading to the West Coast next year. He's, uh, from what I could see from from the reaction on Twitter, he's really hoping that he's uh, can can make a shot at uh, take a shot at making the NHL club, but otherwise, if not, then we'll see him with the San Jose Barracuda next year. So good luck to Curtis Gabriel. Thank you for your time uh, in Allentown, um, and I'm sure that fans will miss him. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back on the other side of this quick commercial message, we are going to talk about just that thing uh, that uh, Laval players are going to be meeting with the media about tomorrow, and that is uh, the announcement that the AHL has pushed back their tentative start date for their new season. Uh, We're going to talk about that briefly, as well as uh, some charitable initiatives going on around the hockey world this month. Uh, So you don't want to miss that. We'll be back right after this. The Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report and watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at All Habs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated, and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. If you are bright, loyal, passionate, and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit AHLReport.com and click the Join Our Team tab at the top of the page today. Welcome back to the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report with Rocket Sports Media. Again, I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. Uh, as we mentioned in the f- before the first segment, be sure you're following us on Twitter, especially if you want to get in on that contest entry. Be sure you're following over at at the AHL Report. You can also follow, if you're a Flyers fan, be sure you're following our Flyers-centric account, and that is at the Flyers Report. Uh, in fact, if you were following us there, you probably saw that we had put out some information uh, this week about Curtis Gabriel uh, signing on the West Coast. Um In this segment, we do talk, we go around the AHL. The big news, really, for the AHL this past week is the announcement that, um, you know, the writing was on the wall, Rick, that this this tentative December 4th start date for the American League was was just not going to materialize. Um, 
case counts are, are skyrocketing all over North America. Um, and it's just, it, it's, the border is still closed. Um, it's, there's just, it's just not viable. So uh, Scott Housen and the American League did come out and, and announce they have officially pushed back their start date by two months. Um, they are now hoping to drop the puck on the new season on February 5th, um, saying that they hope they're going to sync up the schedule with the NHL um, and that uh, Scott Housen says, quote, everything is on the table when it comes to divisional alignment and how many games and the formats. And um, so there's still a lot that's up in the air, but but now we know it's going to be at least early February before we see any action. And he said, uh, let's see what happens. He said that a couple of times. Um, I, I, th- I think it's still very tentative. Um, he's, uh, this is assuming that, that the NHL will start in January. There's no guarantee of that. Um, and uh, he's hoping, he's still uh, crossing his fingers and hoping that this means that there'll be a chance, or he said the best chance, uh, to have fans in the building, uh, because that's very important for the AHL's business model. And, and, um, boy, I don't know if that's going to happen. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see the, the ECHL is, is, uh, likely going to start first in, in December, then perhaps, uh, the NHL sometime in January or to the end of that, then the AHL beyond that. But again, everything is very fluid and, and uh, as he said, uh, subject, subject to change. We've seen with the QMJHL uh, having some stops and starts and some case counts and so forth, uh, they've had some struggles. Uh, all eyes will be on the ECHL when they do their, uh, the first half of their staggered start uh, in the beginning of December. Uh, that that first few weeks of that season, all eyes will be on that to see how that goes. Um, as you know, the NHL, I think, is still trying to gear up for for a January start. I don't know that that'll happen, but um, lots, a lot of balls up in the air, a lot of things yet to be decided. But uh, we do know AHL, we won't see it until at least February. Um, the one thing that we will see this month in November, uh, there's there's no shortage of, of charitable initiatives out there. And we use, you know, Rick, we are, our, our listeners, um, when they, when, even when you hear our commercial breaks, you hear a commercial spot for something called rocket power, uh, where we, uh, use our platform as a vehicle to help raise, uh, money and awareness for very, very deserving organizations and initiatives. Um, and, uh, in the month of November, the NHL does the same with the Hockey Fights Cancer Initiative, and um, the AHL proudly announced uh, that yet again this year they are joining the NHL and the NHLPA in the Hockey Fights Cancer Initiative. Um, and so they're encouraging people to uh, get involved with raising awareness and, and funds and so forth uh, by using the official hashtag Hockey Fights Cancer in their social media 
tweets, uh, you know, share their stories, go to hockeyfightscancer.com where you can donate, you can, uh, you know, download one of the purple I fight for uh, cards. Um, And of course, Hockey Fights Cancer, they all of the funds raised there benefits the American Cancer Society, the Canadian Cancer Society. um, And also, I believe the Movember Foundation and Rick Rocket Sports kind of joins in this in this November initiative by being a part of the Movember movement. And, and maybe you can tell our listeners a little bit more about that. Since uh, 2014, we've been involved in the Movember campaign to both uh, raise uh, awareness and raise money for both uh, physical and mental health, men's men- physical and mental health uh, throughout the month of November. And there's there's any number of ways that you can participate. You can join our team, uh, the All Habs Hockey Magazine team, um, and you don't have to be a Canadians fan to do that. Nope. Uh, if you, um, the easiest way, go to Google, type in Movember space All Habs, all one word. That will take you right to our page um, on on uh, the Movember site. You can join our team, or or uh, if you prefer, you can donate uh, to to one of us uh, uh, there, or donate to the team. Um, and uh, you don't have to necessarily raise money. Um, you can um, raise awareness. You can grow a mustache. You can uh, participate in the Move uh, 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 initiative uh, to have activity over the uh, month of November, or you can design your own challenge. I understand. Yep, that's the one that uh, that I'm doing. It's called the Mow Your Own Way. <laughs> and you get to determine, you know, what is it? They say, you know, maybe you're trying to, to break a habit or start a new habit or uh, do, you know, do something new, whatever, whatever it is you decide. And so you'll see uh, on, on my Mo space, my, my Mo, pa- my Movember page, uh, that my initiative is, um, it is a physical activity one. Um, I have a, a little bit of a mileage goal, but my goal is, um, you know, I've, kind of gotten out of the habit of going even on a short 20 or 30 minute uh, walk a a few days a week just to get outside, get some fresh air um, and get the the heart pumping. And so my goal is to uh, get back into the habit of going out for pretty regular walks with my husband. So um, not only does that help me, but that also helps um, my husband stay active and be in good health since this is about raising awareness for men's uh, physical and mental health. So um, so that's, you know, you can get involved in any number of ways, as Rick said. So, uh, yeah. We, we all have men in our life that we care about or who have been, has been in, uh, affected in some way. So uh, do it for them. Absolutely. And uh, so as Rick said, easiest way to get to... Uh, to the the All Habs team page where you can either join our team and, and start fundraising yourself, um, or you could donate directly to one of our uh, pages. Again, just Google Movember. It's spelled just like the month November, but with an M instead of an N. Uh, so Movember space and then All Habs, all one word, A-L-L-H-A-B-S. And uh, we... Thank you in advance, even if you uh, do something little or just spread the word about it even to your other friends. Hey, the, the Rocket Sports team is engaged in uh, raising awareness and, and money for Movember. Here's their link. That's even a help uh, as well, um, because we certainly know that times are a little tough this year because of the pandemic. And so um, 
if you're not able to donate uh, and you're not in a position that you feel that you want to be raising funds, you can at least help spread the word. And we appreciate that. Uh, and so uh, I'm gonna we're going to take another quick break. And in this break, I believe you're going to hear a little bit more about Rocket Power and our charitable initiatives so that you can uh, always we're always happy to hear about um, suggestions for worthy uh, charitable causes. And uh, so we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about the Team Canada roster and the OHL's kind of tumultuous path to getting restarted right after this. For all the latest news, interviews, analysis, and commentary about the Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and every other team in the American Hockey League, as well as information on prospects, junior hockey, and international hockey, head over to AHL.Report, the home of the AHL Report. Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. In every city around the world, sports fans flock to popular watering holes to share a few pints, some good grub, and to cheer for their team. Think your favorite sports bar deserves to be recognized? Or are you traveling to a new place and need to find the perfect spot to watch a game? HockeyPub.com is the answer. Find out where the best spots are in your city to eat, drink, and meet fellow fans. HockeyPub.com The Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. And welcome back once again to the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report with Rocket Sports Media. One more time, I am your host, Amy Johnson, and I'm joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. Don't forget, once again, be sure you're following us on Twitter at the AHL Report. That's where you'll find, uh, if you check out that Twitter timeline, you'll find the contest entry details to win your very own copy of Ken Reed's latest book called One to Remember. Uh, great hockey book for, for hockey fans. Um, and you can also follow us at The Flyers Report, or if you want to follow this podcast, you can follow us at The Press Zone. Uh, in this segment, we go beyond the AHL and quickly just want to make note um 
Hockey Canada has announced their selection camp roster for the World Juniors. These are the this is the pool of players that they will evaluate. They're going to put them in a bubble, basically, in Red Deer for about a month. Uh, and uh, it'll be closed to the public, closed to the media. And uh, they will evaluate uh, these young men to determine who their final roster will be that they will take to the Edmonton bubble to kick off the World Juniors on Christmas Day this year, which is a little challenging for some people. But um, so the Montreal Canadiens and the Philadelphia Flyers will both have, as they do with Team USA, they will both have representation at the selection camp for Team Canada, Rick. And I think each organization has a couple of players. Caden Gooley for uh, the Montreal Canadiens. He was the 2020 uh, first round pick from Prince Albert defenseman um, and uh, Mason Millman for also a defenseman uh, for the Flyers. He was uh, picked in 2019 the draft um, out of Saginaw. Tyson Forrester, the forward out of Barry, picked uh, this uh, this year uh, for the Flyers as well. And we should, um, I mean, when you look through the the, the list of uh, Team Canada potential players, we should say, we should remind people, there's no guarantees that these players will make the roster. There's 46 Correct. players, I think, and that roster will get pared down. Uh, but it that that camp is littered with uh, first-round uh, mm-hmm. picks from 2019 and 2020. A very talented roster. It's a pretty deep roster. Um, I think Canada is going to be pretty competitive. Not that the U.S. team won't be as well, um, but it's it's going to be another good tournament again this year. So. Canada's difficulty are, is going to be that they haven't played. No. Many of them, some in the queue, but, but but many of them haven't played. It's going to be a completely different uh, different kind of tournament this year. Um, speaking of playing, the OHL is is desperately trying to join their their uh, colleagues in the QMJHL with with getting started with their their new season. Uh, they've been hitting some road bro- roadblocks as far as provincial regulations uh, and so forth with coronavirus. Uh, we had alluded to this a few weeks ago that there was, you know, that the the Minister of Health in the province had had made a comment talking about how, oh, you know, we're trying to get the OHL started again, um, but that, you know, maybe we have to take a look at things like, uh, you know, not having face-offs, not having body checking, and, 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 and we had a conversation on this podcast about it and how ridiculous that will be. Well, she's gone ahead and made that official and has confirmed herself on Twitter when Twitter had a meltdown about it, um, that yes, uh, she, she has mandated that the OHL is set to, on a path to return, but will not be permitted to have any body checking uh, in it. Um, and Rick, it, uh, certainly created a firestorm on Twitter enough so that it got, definitely got the attention of Doug Ford, who is now pushing back on that and saying, mm, um, hold on. <laughs> As you said, this is ridiculous. Lisa McLeod, sports minister, I'll say this politely. She doesn't have a clue what she's talking about. Um, no body contact. That's not hockey. It's just, it's not hockey. No. Uh, but beyond that, um, show me, show me the science is, is what I would ask. Please show me the, the medical science that body contact is, is the reason that, that, uh, the virus spreads. 
not, you know, in the locker room, on the bus, off ice. Uh, it's, 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 this isn't coming from a scientific basis. Sounds like a person who, um, as a politician, has been asked to do something, and this is, she's doing something, but it's doing a dumb thing that's, that it's, 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 it's not going to stand it just it can't stand uh because it the result is not hockey it's not hockey it will potentially harm the development at players who are who are in a crucial stage of their development particularly players that rely on having a, a pretty heavy checking role uh if you suddenly have to change your game to stifle that natural instinct to do that it is going and then you have to relearn it again after covid you know lets up in months or a year uh that's going to affect your development that then it's going to skew the scouting as well it's going to skew the scouting i i my initial reaction was i feel badly for scouts for the next one to three years are they going to have to look at players who played in the ohl during the twenty? the 2020-2021 season and keep in the back of their mind, okay, uh, that kid had to withhold checking for a while. So I have to take that into consideration when I scout how he plays now. Um, it's just, it's it's an abomination. And, and as you say, I, it, Doug Ford's already challenging it. Uh, and, and there's no way that they can allow that to, you might as well just not start the season. Yeah, it's not going to stand. No. I'm, Bold prediction is not going to stand. All right. You heard it here. Well, before we let you all go, uh, of course, we have to finish each week with a feel-good finale. And uh, last weekend was Halloween. Uh, So happy Halloween. I hope uh, if you participated, I hope you were able to do it safely. Um, I was actually pretty amazed at the amount of trick-or-treaters that I saw roaming around uh, my neighborhood. it's just during a pandemic. I just don't know that that's a great idea, but to each set of parents, his own, you have the right to make your own decisions for your own families. Um, this feel good finale, however, in Atlanta, there was a young girl who couldn't go out for Halloween um, because she is, uh, she's battling childhood cancer. And so obviously because of coronavirus that, that puts her uh, at too much of a risk to be out and about. And so she couldn't go out for Halloween because she, because she's battling cancer. Her parents also felt badly that that meant um, to keep the family and, and risk of exposure to even, even her parents to a minimum. Um, they wouldn't be handing out candy for trick-or-treaters either. They just didn't want people coming to the front door of the house and, and things of that nature. So they... But they felt really badly about that, so they put up this this handmade sign in the front yard saying, cool costumes, sorry, no candy. Um, there's, you know, there's a child with cancer who lives here, but we'll see you next year. Um, um, have fun and, and love your costumes. Well, when all of the other kids in the neighborhood would walk, the trick-or-treaters would walk through, they would see this sign, and you know what? These kids were raised by some pretty good parents. Kids started leaving their own candy that they had 
tricked or treated from their own ca- from their own bags at the base of the sign. And pretty soon by the end of the night, there was a giant pile of candy that other kids had donated wow. for this little girl who wasn't able to go out trick-or-treating. They all shared some of their candy with her so that she could have some treats uh, on Halloween, which I think was really special. Yeah. Love that. Love Great that. story. Love that. Um, so, uh, again, don't, don't forget... Um, Check out the contest for the giveaway of the book by Ken Reed, one to remember, at the AHL Report on Twitter. Uh, And Rick, it seems like we have a a never-ending supply of hockey news. Uh, We'll have some more audio from some players next week, it seems, uh, and lots more hockey. So I guess... uh, We'll be back here again. We will. (laughs) It's true. And uh, be sure to tune in. If you're a Habs fan, tune into the Canadians Connection on Saturday with uh, Rick and Joe Whalen. Uh, They'll have another great show for you. And we're just so grateful that uh, you're back with us each and every week. So be sure to join us again on Tuesday for another great episode of The Press Zone. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.